Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we stand to our feet and bless and love the Lord together? If you're joining us online, why don't you just magnify God with us for a moment? He's worthy. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You're awesome and wonderful, God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you and welcome to the Church of Omaha. If you would, join me in the book of Psalms, the 135th Psalm, please. While you're turning there to all of our mothers, happy Mother's Day. God bless you. Look forward to honoring you in our second half as well today. Psalm 135, I'm going to read the first and last verse. Verse 1, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. And verse 21, blessed be the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Today, from this psalm, my subject is magnificent praise to our mighty God. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, let the written word preach. Amen. The living word preach the written word today, Lord. Make my tongue to be the pen of a ready writer. Open our understanding, Jesus, that we might comprehend your word. Cause every hindrance to be rebuked and cast out. Bring every thought captive to the obedience of your holy name, Jesus. And we pray it all in your matchless, marvelous, and majestic name. And would you say amen? amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What began in March of 2016... Of a, of a journey through preaching through the Psalms, today begins the end, or uh, pointing to the end of that journey. Today, we'll begin the final grouping of the Psalms. These final 16 Psalms, Psalm 135 through 150, emphasize praise and worship to Almighty God. And the emphasis of Psalm 135 is to give our mighty God the most magnificent praise that is humanly possible. It opens and closes with the command to praise ye the Lord. It repeat, repeats it three more times in the first couple of verses. And it concludes with four, command, four times the command to bless the Lord. So to say that this psalm is about praising God is an understatement. In between these opening and closing commands to praise and bless the Lord, the psalmist gives plenty of reasons why we should give God our wholehearted worship. Amen? Amen. Now, whoever the psalmist was, it's unknown, but God inspired him to write what scholars refer to as a mosaic. It contains brief uh, overview of Israel's history and quotes from other scripture. And it flows like a worship-led, spirit-led song of magnificent praise to God. Psalm 135 calls on everyone, no matter where you are, who you are, everyone to praise and bless the Lord for who He is and for what He does. The psalm looks back, looks around, and looks ahead, expressing that God is worthy always and in all things. Now, whether you've lived for a short time or a long time in the Lord, whether you are new in your faith or whether you've been around for a while, God alone is worthy of our highest praise. 
regardless of your income or relational status or any other factor, Psalm 135 is a call to give God the most uproarious praise possible to praise and magnify His holy name. Hallelujah. Why don't we just take a moment to let Him know how good He is. Hallelujah. God, you're great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. In the first four verses, the psalmist teaches us to praise God because He is good. Hallelujah. The first reason we should praise Him is simply because God is good. Listen to what it says. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord. For the Lord is good. Sing praises unto His name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto Himself and Israel for His peculiar treasure. Amen. That was the first five verses. Amen. Isn't God good? Does anybody here know God's been good? Can you look back on your life and say God's been good? Can you see some of the bad times and still realize that even though it might have been a bad time, God was still good? Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody know that He's good on Sunday? And He's good on Monday? And He's good on Tuesday? And He's good on Wednesday? And He's good on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Do you know He's good if it's cold or hot? Raining or shining? Do you know God is good today? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, He's good when things are going bad. And He's good even when you feel sad. He's good when things are going well. And He's good because He saved our souls from hell. He's good whether it's day or night. He's good because He makes everything all right. Hallelujah. How many of you know God is good? You know, God could have let us try and save ourselves. But He knew that was impossible. So our good God decided to choose us and make us His peculiar treasure. Did you notice verse 4? The Lord hath chosen Jacob unto Himself and Israel for His peculiar treasure. How many of you know the Bible tells us in Galatians that we are the Israel of God and we who have been born again now according to 1 Peter are that special or peculiar treasure. Amen. Are you thankful for what God has done in your life? Whether you can sing on tune or not, play an instrument or not, God is always good. And it is pleasant to sing praises to His name. Has anybody been healed in Jesus' name? On my way to the pulpit today, amen, Brother Abweki got grabbed me and he says, I got a testimony, went back in for another test and the cancer's still gone. Come on, do you know God's a healer? Hallelujah. Sister Laurel went to the doctor and there's no blockage. Do you know God is a healer? Come on. Has God been good today? Praise the Lord. Am I preaching to anybody that's been delivered in Jesus' name? Is there anybody that used to be one way, but Jesus found you and now you're a new way? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Has anyone here? been buried in that name in the waters of baptism? Has anybody here been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Then you have a right to praise Him because God is good. 
Hallelujah. So the first thing we do is praise him because he's good. The second thing the psalmist teaches us is to honor God for he is great. So not only is he good, he's great. Psalm 135 verse 5, for I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that he did in heaven and in earth, in the seas, and all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. God is great and above all gods. Later in this same psalm, verses 15 through 18, the psalmist will further explain how God is greater than false idols and the false gods of this world. But for now, he focuses on the greatness of God, being the creator, being the one who set everything in motion in this world. Hallelujah. How many of you know he's a creator? Creation declares the glory of God. The universe declares his majesty. The book of Romans even talks about how that, that they're without excuse because of that reality. Who but God could do that? Amen? But what's interesting to me is that God chooses to dwell, to inhabit the praises of His people. God gets glory from creation every time the wind blows, every time the waves crash, every time the sun rises and sets, every time the moon changes in its cycles, God receives glory. But He chooses to abide in the praises of His people who say, God, you didn't have to save me, but you did. You didn't have to pick me up, but you did. You didn't have to fill me with your spirit, but you did. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when God speaks, something always happens. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. God spoke to the sea, and all the creatures of the sea were created at his word. I want you to think about that for a minute. From, from the 25-ton humpback whale to the little minnow, everything created. At his word. He spoke to the air. And all the fowls of the air were created. From beautiful robins and cardinals to eagles and hawks. To every type of bird. Created at his word. He speaks to the field. And all the beasts of the field were created. Including the little squirrels that run around and get trapped in the church. If you don't know that story, ask Pastor Lucas. We got a couple trappers in the church and we caught one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Associate pastor slash squirrel trapper. Amen. You know, but uh, we, from the little squirrels to the bison, roam the field. At his word. Watch this. But when God wants to create mankind, He speaks to himself. Oh, hallelujah. Did you catch that? 
He didn't speak to the atmosphere. He didn't speak to the water. He didn't speak to the field. When he decided it was time to create his most prized creation, he speaks to himself. He breathes life, the breath of God into the nostrils, and man becomes a living soul. How many of you know God is great? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Although it's only three verses here in Psalm 135, the psalmist is drawing our attention to the fact that our Creator is worthy to be honored. He's worthy to be lifted up. Amen. Because of the greatness of who He is. The next time you're on a body of water, lake, river, ocean, whatever, I want you to recall verse 6. The next time right, uh, lightning strikes or uh, rain falls, the next time the wind blows, I want you to recall verse 7. And as you observe God's creation, I want you to remember this psalm and honor Him by giving Him the magnificent praise that He's worthy of. Thank you, Jesus. You know He's good today? Does anybody just want to pause with me? Lift your hands and thank God for who He is. Come on. Lord, we honor you for how great you are. We honor you for your goodness today. Hallelujah. You created all this world by your word. You formed us by your hands. Hallelujah. Not only did you breathe the breath of life into us, but you filled us with your spirit. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hey, is he worthy today? The third thing the psalmist compels us to do is to thank God who provides and protects. Verses 8 through 12, Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast, who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of the Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants, who smote great nations and slew mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, <clears throat> gave their land for inheritance and heritage unto Israel, his people. Aren't you glad God protects and provides? You know, God had set the tone. He had set the prophetic word. He had gone before them as he told Joshua, but they still had to go and, and do some work for it. Can I tell you, living for God will require some work. Amen. It'll require some effort on your part, but it's worth it. Amen. And God provides and God protects us. Can anybody think of all those times God's protected you? Can you think of all those times He's been there for you? Amen. Have you ever wondered about those times when, when you may have not understood that He was protecting you, but you knew He was? I remember one time we were traveling. Uh, I think we were already moved here. But it must have been early on. Uh, but we were traveling back and, and driving uh, uh, back to Maine and to visit family. And we got off to use the restroom, get some snacks, whatever. And we get back on and traffic just seems to be screeching to a halt. And uh, I'm not understanding why, what's going on. I'm ready to get where I'm going. I'm tired of being in the car and all this. About five, maybe eight miles up the road, there had been a rock slide. And there was a, a, a tractor trailer that had been crushed, the, the trailer part, not the tractor, thank God. I don't think anybody was hurt. But I recognized that truck because he was right in front of me when we got off the exit. And it could have been possible that I would have been in the same vicinity of him at the time of that 
fall, that rock fall. And, and, and I begin to think, oh, Lord, thank you. You know, I might have been upset that the kids need to go to the bathroom one more time, you know, but thank God you protected me, right? How many of you can think of some times like that where God has kept you? God has protected you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Israel looks back at their history and, and they see what God does. And the psalmist brings up some of these things of delivering them from the hand of great kings and, and, and pharaohs and delivering them and providing for them. Amen. God didn't just put them out in the wilderness with nothing. He provided for them. He sustained them. Amen. How many of you know that God t- protects us and sustains us and provides for us? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's a worthy and awesome God. So we need to thank him for his provision. We need to thank him for his protection. Praise God. If you're born again of water and spirit, can you remember the night or day when God filled you with his spirit? Can you remember what it felt like, amen, when you spoke in tongues for the first time? Can you remember what it felt like when you came up out of that water cleansed in his name, amen? Have you had other experiences where you have prayed and and broken through into the presence of God and felt the power of God and felt the strength of the Lord, amen? Knowing God has provided and God has protected protected. Amen. Is there anybody here that's gone hungry? I don't believe so. Is there anybody here, amen, that seems forsaken right now? I don't believe so. Why? Because the righteous are not forsaken by the Lord. We have something to thank Him for. Hallelujah. He's a worthy God. He brought us through COVID. Come on, we didn't know what was going to happen. World shutting down. Borders closing. We didn't know what the economy was going to do. You know how many people came to me and said, Bishop, I don't understand. I'm getting raises during this. I'm getting bonuses. I'm getting promotions. Why? Because God knows how to protect and provide. Hallelujah. He's a worthy God. He's a great God. Amen. And he's worthy to be thanked for his protection and provision. Thank you, Jesus. By the way, something I just want to pause right now and thank the Lord for. Did anybody notice out here on the north side of the building? There's a couple parking spaces that are blocked off with some materials in it. Thank God. It's about time. That's been three years. March of 2019. We've been. Mm. I'm telling you, I can't wait to see them get up on that roof. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Then we got a lot of work inside to do. We got tiles to replace. But so men, be, get ready. I'm gonna have a men's work day coming up real soon here. So I'm gonna need some help. Okay, moving on. Back to the psalm. The psalmist. The fourth thing he tells us to do is to worship God's everlasting name. Watch this, verse 13 through 18. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people and he will repent himself concerning his servants. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. You know, the names of many of the gods of the Bible and The false gods of history are just that. They are footnotes on the annals of history because both those gods and those empires no longer exist. 
We know them because they're in our you know, study books in school or, or we know them because some of them connect to the Bible, i.e. the Romans, you know, but, but they no longer exist. And yet the name of the Lord endures forever. You know, when I read that this morning, something came over me because uh, COVID uh, ended, but the name of the Lord endures forever. Mm. <laughs> you know, kings come and go, presidents come and go, governments come and go, amen, but the name of the Lord endures forever. Pain comes and goes, sickness comes and goes, but the name of the Lord endures forever. I believe that His everlasting name is worthy of worship, worthy of being honored. Hallelujah. Praise God. The psalmist who writes Psalm 135 also refers to Psalm 115, verses 4 through 8, almost repeating exactly the same language. It's possible he knew that psalmist. It's possible it's the same psalmist. But he says here in verse 4 of Psalm 115, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. You can see how, how very similar, if not exact, language that we just read uh, from Psalm 135. You see... In that day, idols were by and large inanimate objects, like this microphone or my bottle of water. It was, it was an object that was created and fashioned out of wood and overlaid with, with metals and, and made to be, uh, you know, whatever, beautiful or whatever. But today, we still have idol worship, it's, but it's sometimes just our ideas that are contrary to God. If, if I think that I'm unworthy, that's an idol. And that's not how God thinks about me. And I'm, if, if I begin to give place to that thought, am I not committing idol worship? When God says I'm forgiven, loved, when God says I'm an ambassador, when God says I am blessed. Well, I knew it was going to get quiet on that, but it's good anyway. Good preaching there. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes preachers have to talk to themselves. Sometimes? Yeah, all the time, brother. Idols are anything that take the focus off God and put it on something else. It can even be something good. If we're not careful, something good can become an idol if we're letting it take our focus off God. And you become like what you worship and serve. Listen to the New Living Translation, verse 18 of Psalm 135. And those who make idols are just like them, as are all who trust in them. If you read Isaiah, and I think Jeremiah talk about idol worship and, and compare this same sort of uh, idea. The fact is, they, you fashion it, but then it changes you. It morphs you. Well, the, the, then the, the same would be true of God. If God is the only one I worship, guess who I'm going to be like? 
If the one true God, Jesus Christ, is the one I'm worshiping and emulating and loving, guess who I'm going to be like? Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why when the third temptation came to Jesus to worship Satan, Jesus said powerful words. He says, oh, it is written, you shall worship the Lord and Him only shall you serve. Amen. Because you worship what you serve and you serve what you worship. Hallelujah. And if it's God, you become like Him. Hallelujah. I want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to worship His everlasting name. Thank you, Lord. Idols are lifeless, temporal, and so are those who worship them. Hmm. But those who worship the one true God, hallelujah, they are alive. For Acts 17, 28 says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. The worshipers of Jesus have life more abundantly. We have everlasting life. And we can speak that name over our lives and our families and our city. Amen. Hallelujah. The fifth thing that the psalmist tells us to do is to bless God because he dwells in us. Watch what he says. 19 through 21, the final few verses here. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Proclaiming that God dwells in Jerusalem, the psalmist calls for everyone in Israel to bless the Lord. And yet prophetically, this points to the church for the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of, the, of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Although we are earthen vessels, God put the treasure of His Spirit within us. That's 2 Corinthians 4. In baptism, we put on Christ. Galatians 3.27 and because of that and the infilling of His Spirit, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Therefore, since God dwells in His church, what better reason do we need to bless and praise Him? He could have dwelt in a tree. He could have dwelt in a single city. He could have dwelt in the atmosphere. But He chose to dwell inside of His church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're not just the temple when you're here on Sunday. You're not just the temple when you're going to Bible study. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit all the time. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit everywhere. Amen. Unless they were going to battle, that ark didn't leave the temple. It stayed there representative of the presence of God in the temple, in the Holy of Holies. He goes with you everywhere you go because you are that temple. Amen. As I stated earlier, Psalm 135 looks back, looks around, and looks ahead, expressing that God is worthy always and in all things. I want you just for a moment to look back on your life 
Where's Jesus brought you from? Can you, can you just take a moment and think of all he's done for you? Can you reflect on the deliverance from hurts and habits and hang-ups and addictions? Can you, can you think about those times when you didn't know where the money was going to come from, but God somehow came through? Can you think about those times when the doctor might have said there's no hope, but God came through? Can you, can you think about the moment when you were filled with his spirit, baptized in his name? Can we just pause for a moment to, as we've reflected and just give him some magnificent praise? Is anybody thankful for what God's done for you? Is anybody gracious for this wonderful God we serve? Come on, he's worthy. God, we look back right now and we thank you for where you've brought us from. We thank you, Lord, for who you, you, you've made us. Lord, for the pit of sin you've brought us out of. We thank you for delivering us. We thank you for setting us free. We thank you, Lord, for protecting and providing and bringing us to this point today where we are. We magnify you and bless you. We worship and honor you, Lord. Worthy, 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 worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to look back, isn't it? It's good every once in a while just to look back and say, Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me where you brought me from. Amen? It's good every once in a while to, to measure that distance. You know, Lord, I was there, but now I'm here. Thank God for every step of the way. Thank God for every mile. Thank God for every valley and mountaintop. Thank God for every victory. Hallelujah. It's good to look back, isn't it? Thank God for who he's been. But now, as the psalm also looked around, can you look around for a minute? I've already mentioned a couple things, Sister Laurel and and Brother Abweki and God doing some healing. Did you know that as of today, 82 people this year have been taught a Bible study from 26 different saints? Amen. Can we look around and see that as of today, nine people have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Eight have been renewed and eight have been baptized in Jesus' name. Is God worthy of some praise as we look around and see what God's done? Hallelujah. Glory! Oh, come on. I think he's worthy of a little bit more. I think he's worthy of an encore for who he is and for what he's doing. Oh, you're keeping me. You're blessing me. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's something about looking around and praising God for what he's doing right now. Amen. I thank God for every miracle in my yesterday, but I praise him for all the miracles today that he's doing as well. Sometimes those miracles are just simple ones. Everybody, everybody ready? Here we go. Everybody do this with me. Go. That right there is a miracle. You just inhaled and exhaled. Your body just worked. Your lung just filled up. Amen. Your heart's a-pumping. Go ahead and put your fingers up there on your, your carotid for a minute. You can feel the ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. Come on. E even if God hasn't given you a raise, even if God hasn't healed your body yet, come on. You can begin to thank Him. I'm alive. <laughs> Does anybody have a Bible in your language today? Does anybody have the ability to read it today? Has anybody seen some scripture be revealed today? You've got a right to praise Him for what He's done. 
Let, let me tell you, I, I love the miracles of healing and, and praise God for what He's doing. But, but even if it doesn't happen that way, He's still good. He's still worthy. He's still great. Hallelujah. So we look around and we thank God for what He's doing. We look around and we praise Him for all that's taking place. And isn't it good to hear about somebody else? And by the way, if you ever feel like you're in the mully grubs, you know one of the best ways to get out of it? There's two, two good ways. Number one, praise God with somebody else in their miracle. All right? Because your day's coming, and they'll praise with you. And number two, go tell somebody about Jesus. Go tell somebody what he's done for you. Look back and remember where he's brought you from and witness to somebody. And I guarantee you, you'll start feeling better. But then, as I mentioned, the psalm doesn't just look back, doesn't just look around, but it looks ahead and begins to thank God for what he will do. There's a prophetic element to the psalm that points to the church. As I already mentioned, God dwelling in the church. Zion is, is very often, if not always, used in a, in a metaphorical sense to depict the church and Christ dwelling within the church. And so we see at least an implicit a reference to the prophetic utterance of the church and Christ dwelling in it. And so we look ahead and we thank God for some things. I remember when the, when the roof happened, we were thanking God for taking care of it. It took three years, amen, but we're still thanking God, right? Come on now. Joseph had a dream. It was 22 years. I'm thinking our roof wasn't 22 years, thank God. <laughs> Some, sometimes we begin to thank God for what we don't see. How many of you know now faith is the of hope for the of things Oh, come on. Now faith begins to say, thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Does anybody have a loved one? Does anybody have a co-worker? Is anybody teaching a Bible study? Is anybody witnessing to a neighbor? Is there anything you want to praise him for in the future for a moment and say, God, I thank you. I see him getting baptized. I see him getting filled. I see him getting delivered. Come on, does anybody want to praise him for a moment? Glory! You've heard me testify of a vision to see 24 churches planted across the Omaha metro. Amen. Does anybody want to praise God with me? Amen. To see it fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Glory! I've said it ever since we got here 12 years ago. I'm looking forward to the day that we're debt free and paid in full. Does anybody want to thank God with me for what he's going to do financially? By the way, I'm just going to go on record here. When we have our, you know, some people have mortgage burning. We're not going to have a mortgage burning. I've already made up my mind. I didn't even have a vote on this. I made an executive decision. I, yes, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to shred the mortgage and a bunch of other papers. And I'm going to get some of those uh, confetti cannons. And we're going to be vacuuming this church for a whole week. We're going to shoot so much confetti. <laughs> so we ain't going to have a mortgage burning. We're going to mortgage shredding and shooting. <laughs> but can anybody thank God with me for what he's going to do in your future? 
Do you have something you just want to lift your hands? Does anybody maybe just want to stand up and say, God, I thank you for what you're going to do in my tomorrow. I praise you what you've already done here in my past and in my today. But there's a tomorrow coming. There's a relationship that's going to be restored. There is a healing that's going to happen. There is a victory that's going to take place. There is a miracle in my future. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago, just stay standing, I'm almost done. Remember a few years ago, I just got up one morning, I just felt to say, hey, you better get here early if you want your favorite parking spot and your favorite seat. Well, the Lord took that and turned it into a prophecy because that Sunday, some people that dragged in late had to sit closer to the front and, and had to park way out back. So I'm looking forward to the day that if you walk in late, you might have to sit down here on the front row with Pastor Kennedy. <laughs> Come on now. I'm praising him for what he's doing in my past, in my present, and in my future. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Let's lift our voices. Let's lift our hands. Hallelujah. Let's magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Glory. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. I praise and worship him for every soul that is being saved and will be. I praise him for the shift he's given us. Amen. And all that that's going to detail. I thank him and bless him for every prayer walk that we're doing through neighborhoods and will do. Amen. I praise him and thank him for the doors he's opening in Norfolk. Amen. Brother Danny, Sister Rebecca, I'm, I'm praising him for the churches that are going churches that are going to be started out of Refuge Church. Come on, I'm praising him and thanking him for what he's going to do in Nebraska city and in Blair. I'm praising him and thanking him for what he's going to do across this entire region. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Is God good? Is God great? Is he worthy of magnificent praise? Hallelujah. Then here's what I want you to do. When we come back after the break, I want you to bring all this praise for the past, present, and future. Get it boiling up. Amen. And get it ready because we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth and turn this place into a Holy Ghost dance floor. Well, glory. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Break. Uh, come back at uh, 1120 and let's see what God's going to do in Jesus' name.